This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Well, it was Glaber Day at the stadium. Tough night for Taylor McGill, McGill, McGill and Rangers live another day. Let's talk about it right now. McGill was so bad they can't even say his name. It's Hardesty and Damer here on 987 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Also hit us up on Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Brian the Brain and Will the Thrill. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 987 ESPN in New York City. Hey, Gordon Damer. Larry Hardesty, how we feeling, my friend? We're feeling pretty good. I felt good for the Ranger fans tonight. Uh, I felt good for them. I felt good that the Rangers had some fight left in them. I felt good, even though it was it was, it was a snooze fest early for them, but they got the wake-up call, and all of a sudden, Gordon, something we've been talking about, and listen, we're not the greatest hockey aficionados there are in the world. But nevertheless, it was very clear to see over the first couple of games, if, if you're not physical, especially these last two games, if you're not physical and don't put pucks on the net, you got no shot of winning. All of a sudden, they put some, puck, put some pucks on the net, and guess what, Gordon? They got some scoring. Yeah, and it did not look good early, as you said. You know, down going into a game like that, you, you're thinking to yourself, "Man, just don't fall behind early." And they fall behind one nothing early on. You're like, "Oh my goodness!" With the way they've been going about scoring goals, their offense, and and just how explosive the Penguins have been. Then it gets to two nothing, and you're, "Oh my god!" It's like insurmountable, right? When when things have been going the way they have, but. We did not see a lot of fight from the Rangers in games three and four. We were wondering what kind of fight we were going to get tonight. We got some. We got some goals. And uh, we'll have a game number six on Friday night. You know what was funny about this, Gordon, too? I still thought, and I give the Rangers some credit here. They score goal, goal, goal. Three goals. Mm. Two in 90 seconds. Yeah. Right? And then Pittsburgh comes right back and ties the game. Mm-hmm. And they could have folded right then, Gordon. They could have said, oh, they had their chances on. to fold tonight, right? If they were going to fold down two nothing, and after the, as you said, Penguins score right away after they score to tie it up. There were plenty of chances if you were going to if you were going to fold, those would be your opportunities, and they did not do that. They did not do that. So give them some credit. They're learning. They're learning, moving along, and we'll find out what's going on with Sid the kid, who, um, according to his coach, was taken out by dirty play from the Rangers. So we'll see what his availability will be. Uh, for the next game, which, is, as Gordon mentioned, is Friday night, 6.30 pregame right here on 98.7 ESPN and the all-new ESPN New York app. You'll hear it right here on Friday and see if the Rangers can uh, steal another one, Gordon, and, and force a seventh and deciding game. And then the pressure's on everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, when, when you fall down 3-1 in a series, it feels impossible, right? I'm not just mm-hmm. talking about this series. I'm talking about any series. Your team's down 3-1. It feel oh how are we going to win three games when we've we've already lost three games right we got to win the next three in a row but you get a win like this they did tonight and then the door is open a, a little crack more if for some I mean it, it doesn't take a, a hockey aficionado to realize that, that game changed when Sidney Crosby left mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was a completely different game and he has been uh, I mean the the biggest factor in the series so far they have not been able to slow him down the only way they slowed him down was by taking him out so if he's all of a sudden not able to play moving forward whatever odds the rangers have going in their favor they increase by a little bit more there's no doubt about it there's no question about it so for those of you who are at the garden or watching at home give us a call give us how give us your thoughts how you feel about this game and and especially if you were there because gordon you can hear a pin drop 
early in that game. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was wondering if they went back to no fans in the stands again. It was so quiet. You could hear every once in a while you hear, let's go Rangers. Yeah. Let's go Rangers. And then when they get the goals, the, the, the crowd was back. The towels were waving. It was fabulous. So if you were at the Garden, take us through that roller coaster of emotions at 1-800-919-3776. But, Gordon, let's start with the positives today. And it was Glaber Day at the stadium. And it's so interesting because in listening to all the different analysts about the Yankees, you would think that they still have issues with hitting. <laughs> and I'm, and listen, they do. Everybody's not hitting. We could go up and down the line that we know Joey Gallo's not hitting. We know Aaron Hicks is, is struggling. We know IKF, who had started slow, hit, and then started is hit slow again. But for me, Gordon, it, I felt really good to see Torres have a day like he had today. And I'm telling you something. If he can get going... Boy, it takes a lot of pressure off the lower part of that batting order. Well, he was one of the big X factors coming into the season, right? What what Glaber Torres are you going to get? Because the the first two years of Glaber Torres and the last two years of Glora, Glaber Torres have been just so night and day different. And I don't know that he has gotten back to where he was those first two because his impacts have not been consistent, but they have been loud. When he has made impacts, he's made big impacts. Walk-off home runs, driving in five runs today, big hits, clutch hits, and uh, that's what you're looking for, right? I mean, you need you need people to bottom the order. The Yankee order, you know, you think you know you're going to get out of the Stantons and uh, the, the judges of the world and the LeMayhews of the world. It's it's the other guys. It's the, it's the Hickses and the Gallows and – and Glaber Torres, and um, he has he started to show some flashes. I think he's shown more flashes this year already, Larry, than he did mm. the previous two years. I agree. I agree. I couldn't believe I, I either – was it K during the broadcast or was it the Yes Post game? Did I hear that, that this was his first two-strike hit? Something 0-2 hit or two-out hit or something like that. It was the first that he had this year. I, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. That it was, you know, it, it, that he had been, when you consider how he started, that he had struggled so badly. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, the, the average is still not where you want it to be. He's not getting on base quite like you would like. But the slugging percentage, as we brought up before, you know, if he's going to slug around 450 in this lineup, he's going to do okay. Um, that I mean, it's not great, but for a middle infielder, it's pretty good. You'd like to see the other percentage numbers kind of bounce up a little bit, but a uh, big day for him today and another one against the Blue Jays. And, mm-hmm. you know, 22-8, and eight, Larry. They played 30 games, and they've won 22 of them. And I was looking at the standings before. I still think that these teams are going to be heard from. Sure. But you take a look at the American League East standings right now in the loss column. The Rays are five back. The Blue Jays are seven back. They are seven games back at the end. That's that's a pretty good uh, size of bulky lead for yeah. you know early May. You like that? Yeah. That's for sure. Absolutely. And once again, your pitching held out, right? Tyon struggled early, kept mm-hmm. hung in there, turned it over to your bullpen, which has been phenomenal. I know. You, I thought about you when Chappie when, when Chappie came on in the ninth. <laughs> he does make me a little. You. He makes me a little nervous, Larry. Makes me a little nervous, but, you know, I mean, if that's the worst thing you got going, uh, I mean, even with the run today, I think his ERA is still under one. So, Holmes has been great. King's been great. Yeah. And I like I like, um, I like, like that uh, Boone did not mess around. Like, those are the two best guys out of that bullpen so far this year. King and Holmes mm-hmm. have been pitching great outside of the one outing that King had that was not great. 
Um, Those two guys have been locked down, and they locked it down today until you got to your closer, and away you go. Another a series sweep of the two-game set against Toronto. You love it. You love it. You certainly love it. Tyler McGill not loving his effort tonight. Had a tough one. This was the worst effort he's had, and Gordon, what can you say? He's been so good. it, it was just one of those nights. So, you know, we'll yeah. chalk it up, and he'll, come, he'll go back and get him next time. It didn't seem like he really had any of his off-speed stuff tonight. It was just all no. fastball. Like, at one point, he threw five straight fastballs to Soto, and <laughs> you can imagine how that eventually that had yeah, that wound it. up. Yeah, it did not uh, – <laughs> you know, you keep throwing fastball, fastball, fastball. You know, Well, here's the thing, right? Like, Miguel, you're hoping he can just kind of hold down the fort, mm-hmm. but it kind of depends on the other guys in that rotation. Like – He's not just a guy that you're – at this point, I don't think that you're just kind of hoping – I think that that was the way you went into the season. Like, whatever you can get out of him while he fills in for DeGrom, that's great. You don't expect it to be lights out. But now with the other parts of maybe that rotation being a little bit in question with especially Walker, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, 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 you are kind of relying on him a little bit. But everybody has a bad outing. This is probably just his bad outing, and, and next time he'll bounce back. But um, it is something to keep an eye on. It is. No question about it. it I, I thought the Mets were going to come back there late in the I game. I, I, I was waiting for it to happen again, Larry. <laughs> Me too. I was waiting. I was going back and forth because I was invested in the Rangers. And after the big lead, I kind of, oh, I'll come back, I'll check back on them. Ooh, mm-hmm. look at the Rangers. I'll, I'll check back. Eh, no, no change. Come back, say, eh, no change. So. Rubin dropping it off. Now takes the return pass to the corner. In behind the net. Out in front, Lafreniere scores! We are tied at two! Kenny Albert with the call here on 98.7 ESPN. Rangers en route to their 5-3 win to continue the series. Hardenstein Damon until midnight. Let's go to the phones. A bunch of you are at the Garden. A bunch of you want to talk about the game at 1-800-919-3776. Let's start off with Greg and Rockland. Greg, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, thanks for taking my call. First-time caller. Love the show. We listen to you um, on the way home from a lot of Ranger games and always enjoy listening to you. Thanks, Greg. Thanks. So tell me about this game. Tell me about the emotion. Tell me what it was like when it was 2 nothing compared to 3-3. Three, three. I think I know, but tell me. <laughs> Even before it was 2 nothing, it just like I was there at game one. I was there at game two and the electricity, the excitement before the puck dropped, you know, every hit before any goal. It just wasn't the same tonight. I think a lot of us were just nervous. I think it was just, you know, any misstep, you know, we were kind of feeding off the Rangers energy. They seemed nervous. And we're trying to get chance going, trying to chant Louie, trying to, you know, anything. It was just nothing was sustainable. And I think once we scored that first goal, it just exploded. And then the second and third, after the third goal, it was just, it just turned into a madhouse. And since then, you know, the third period, every hit, um, it was just the tale of two games, I think, you know, the halfway point of the second period or whenever, you know, we scored our third goal. But, yeah, tale of two games and afterwards. You hear my voice right now. Um, yeah, I do. It's <laughs> almost gone. But it was it, – we, we let – we made up for the first half of the game with the second half of the game. But absolute blast. Um, you know, we – if we could bring this kind of momentum into Pittsburgh, then, you know, we'll be here, you know, uh, Sunday. And, you know, hopefully as loud as the second half of the game on Sunday. Yeah. I, I'm curious, Greg. Uh, when it was three two, how did how did you feel? What was the sense of the crowd when Pittsburgh immediately ties it? Boom, just like that, three three. So, at first, I was like, you know, a lot of us were like, here we go, of course. But I think the fact that they still didn't announce the first two goals yet that helped us out because when they announced mm-hmm. the second goal, they announced the third goal, that got us going again. 
And even when they dropped the puck after, you know, Pittsburgh scored, it was like, all right, we're here, but, you know, we still had some cheers for the, you know, for, for the Rangers. You know, we're here, we're behind you. You know, we already, we're, we're tied. We got momentum. Let's go. So we were still behind them and we're still optimistic. So, yeah, it was a bit of a blow, but not that same kind of blow where, you know, they scored five seconds left at the end of the period or something like that. I got you, Greg. All right. Enjoy the win, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. 1-800-919-3776. Victor's in the car. Hey, Victor, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Victor. Hey, I'm on the way home. I was at game one, and uh, I was there tonight as well. Uh, it's a totally different feeling tonight. You you arrive to the arena. You know, it's do or die. The arena was electric to start the game. And then, you know, typical uh, fashion, we give up that first goal. Give up the second goal. You're like, here we go again. And it's as if we died. The arena was quiet. There was no electricity in the arena. And you know what? This team is fighting. You know, it's a different feeling this year. I don't know what's going on, but these kids are showing up. You know, the leaders are not doing what they're doing the whole year. They were there. They were great. But the kids are showing up. You know, it's time for them to take over. This is why they were drafted number one overall, number two overall. You know? Well, it seems like the kids have actually not been really the issue in the series. I mean, it seems more of like the established star players that have not really been able to get going as you would expect. Um, I think maybe. That's what I'm yeah, I mean, I, I, I hate to state the obvious, but I feel like, Larry, that it, a lot of it was, you know, Thanks, Crosby got knocked out of the game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, am, am, I, am, I, am I simplifying this too much? Well, no, I don't think so. I, 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 here's what I think. I think that didn't hurt them, clearly. Right. But I do think they were starting to get a bit more physical. Yeah. As, as the panic got in. Oh, my God, we're right. down to nothing. We really yeah. have to start doing something. So I think that. And along with Crosby going out, I think it just boosted them. And it, it, you know what? It was nice to see uh, the Pittsburgh goalie skating around his net, fl- flopping a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As opposed to Shesterkin doing all that. It's just funny to be hearing the caller say, yeah, it was like a tale of two games. I'm like, whoa, yeah, what what changed? I wonder what what all of a sudden changed. Well, it's a shocker. Yeah. Oh, no, there was a big difference. No question about that. Adam's in Jersey. What's up, Adam? You're next on 98. Hey, Adam. All right, bye, Adam. Gills and Hollis. Hey, Gil, you're next on 98. Hello. Hey, Gil. Yeah, Gil. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? I'm good. What's up? All right. Hey, listen, this has nothing to do with the Rangers. I'm not sure why you took my call because this is a Rangers <laughs> segment. But... It's not a Rangers segment. <laughs> we talk to everybody. No, we talk to everybody. Gil. Oh, listen, you guys are awesome. Listen, I just wanted to say two, a, a couple of things. First of all, Larry, I love you. you you're amazing. I, I remember listening to you uh, way back when. I, I started listening to you maybe maybe like a year ago, so not so much way back when. Gordon Damer, you're my man. I, I listened to you when, when, when you were in the morning. You guys you guys are awesome together. I love your chemistry. Thanks, Gil. Um, I am a, uh, a, I'm a very, very big Met fan. I've been a Met fan um, uh, uh, since I was about 14 years old. Before that, it was between the Mets and Yankees, only because, you know, it's the way my dad did, um, the way my dad raised us. But at, at about 14, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to stick with one team, and I, I, I chose wrong. Because my heart is broken. <laughs> but um, I, I want to I start off by saying this. What Aaron Judge is doing this year is nothing short of spectacular. Uh, I think when he bet on himself at the beginning of the year, he, he, did, it, he did it right. And, and he's proving himself to be 
um, not only a, a really great baseball player, but a really great guy. Um, so, so I just want to start off by saying that. Um, what my, my, my real point here is I've been seeing over social media over the past couple of weeks, um, you know, who's the best pitcher in baseball, and there's a, a list of 20 people or 10 people, whatever it is. And real quick, Phil, i got to go up against the clock real quick. Real quick. So, so the person on top of the list is um, is is Jacob Degrom. Can we stop saying Met fans, please? Can we stop saying that Jacob Degrom is the best pitcher in baseball? He hasn't pitched in in, in God knows how long. It's been Michael, a, a year, almost I, almost. I got a year. your point. I got to run. We'll be back on ninety eight seven ESPN. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Also via Twitter at Hardest to ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM. Before we get back to the calls, Gordon. Let's talk a little bit about what Gil had to say, and I understand this point. The availability has to have a, a place when you talk about the greatness of somebody, okay? And, and let's face it, Jacob deGrom is great. We know he is a dominant pitcher. But Gordon, eventually, because of his lack of availability, we do have to say it's got to take something away from it. Yeah, I don't think it's a question, right? I mean, like, we're, we're talking about best-case scenario. He won't pitch until July. You know, like, if there's any speed bumps or roadblocks or potholes along the way, there's a good – I mean, there's at least a possibility he doesn't pitch again this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was shut down since July of last year. So you're talking about a full calendar year that the guy will have not have pitched. So, yeah – when he pitches, he's great, but I kind of agree with him. I don't think that you can say he's the best pitcher in baseball anymore when you haven't, when you haven't pitched. You know, Mariano Rivera, has a, he's, he's still the best closer in baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been retired for, for, for many years. So yeah, he is, I, th- I think at some point you have to – yeah, he might be. He might still be better than some of them. I, I would still trust him. Um, but I do think that that title has to – there has to be an expiration date if, if you're not practicing what the, the, the title is. Well, it has to be an asterisk to it. Yeah. It, it just has you know, to be an asterisk. You, you have to acknowledge When he left, that, he was the best pitcher exactly. in baseball. That's no question. But yeah. we don't know. It's not the type of thing where he has a, a, he had a broken arm or he had a, something that you know how it's going to be fixed and it's gonna, when it's mm-hmm. fixed, it's done. It's a complete – I, I, I hate to say it, but it's a complete crapshoot on what you're yeah. going to get out of him this year. I'm still not sure what's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's not. I'm still not, not sure great. what's wrong, Gordon. Yeah. I, I, I'm still not sure. I'm, I'm really not. Yeah, it's not. I mean, the fact that he was, I know I repeat myself a lot, but the fact that he was shut down since July of last year, picked up a ball, started throwing, and then almost immediately started having problems again. And, and the problems, those problems have extended to now and will mm-hmm. extend to July. Yeah. That's not great. It's like it, your former manager said. It's not what you want. It's not what you want. And, and you're talking about July. If there's a speed bump, it's probably August. Or September. Right. I mean, you're talking about the season now at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got to – and then when he starts, is he oh, going to be – you're going to be holding your breath the entire time. Right. Yeah, it's going to be or, like or, – or, or is it like last year? He started and then he disappeared for a while. Mm-hmm. And then come back and disappeared again. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing. Like last year, he it wasn't just that he got shut down in July. He was hurt before that. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're really talking about almost a two-year thing. Now, when he did pitch last year, he was fantastic. But yes, he was. It was not the typical workload of, of, of a Jacob deGrom. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. So Gil makes a great point. Back to the phones we go. Eric is in Long Island. Eric, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how's it going? 
I just want to start off by saying I was uh, I was at game one for that triple overtime loss, and that was devastating. And I'm a little superstitious, so you know I went to game five with a different crowd with my two brothers, Andrew and Ivan, and my sister, Jamie. And I'm really hoping that that's what made the Rangers win tonight. <laughs> but uh, I just want to say we started off, the Rangers started off a little slow. The crowd was into it in the beginning. And then, you know, you go down 2 nothing, and that puts the crowd out of it. But then... They score three goals within three minutes, and it gets the crowd back into it. You get some momentum, and I think that's what really helped the Rangers pull through and kind of uh, jump ahead in the third period there was that uh, momentum in the second period after those couple goals. Well, I, I and I'm think... Di- yeah, go ahead, Eric. No, I was just going to say, I, I'm just happy that, you know, we came through tonight and uh, forced the game six. Well, there's no question about it. And if there's a game seven, I know who Eric's taking, Gord. It's going to be the family. The first guys who went to game one, out done forget about it they oh yeah it. absolutely <laughs> thanks for the call eric 1-800-919-3776 let's go to eddie in hoboken he's next on 98 hey hi how are you hey eddie i was at the game tonight hoboken police department in the house with my i brought my friend sergeant dennis figueroa who retired and he was a good luck charm along with his son dj and to credit gorilla monsoon the electricity was so thick you could cut it with a knife at the garden. I know the first period was kind of slow, but those three goals in three minutes, something else. And then with the power play goal, that just ignited the crowd. And you know what? These kids, they started to shut it down nicely. They got Crosby out of the game. The forechecking was great. It was just so amazing to watch. And you know what? As they, The stats state. The last time the Rangers, uh, the Penguins are in a 3-1 situation, winning, they lost to the Rangers in 2014. So hopefully we're going to see re- uh, history repeat itself. I appreciate you taking this call, and let's go, Rangers, baby. Force that freaking game seven. All right, Eddie. I'm glad you enjoyed the game. Jonathan's in L.A. Hey, Jonathan, you're next on 98.7. Now, if he says he went to the game, Yo. now I know something's up, Larry. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. I remember I won my pops. First of all, I love the show, fellas. Trey from L.A. Um, but I remember when my pops right here in Staples Center, we're now Crypto Rhythm, but it's always going to be Staples Center, when it was a Henrik Lundqvist right there. It was game two, man. Uh-huh. We lost by one goal. But I felt, you know, 2014, man, I feel that little feeling. We almost had the Kings that year, but I got that little feeling when they come back this year, man. And uh, yo, Gordon. Yeah, how about those Yankees, man? <laughs> yeah, they're doing all right. You know, you unfortunately, Jonathan, they were eliminated right, from the postseason the contention the first two weeks of the you know the, the rough start, and they lost two or three to the Orioles. That eliminated them apparently from playoff contention. But they're winning a lot of games since then. I can tell you that much. Yeah, they, they're doing pretty good. They're doing yeah. all right. They're, doing they're not struggling, are they? No, not 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 too much. <laughs> uh, seems like they're doing pretty well. I think so. Adams in Jersey. What's up, Adam? You're next on ninety-eight-seven. Hey guys, I was uh, I was at Game Five tonight. Really excited to be there. My first playoff game. Um, longtime Ranger fan. Um, just really happy to be there and happy with the atmosphere. But I'll tell you one thing. Um, I'm still not really pleased with the defense. Igor still looks a little bit shaky. Um, I was happy to have Lindgren back. Uh, he got the pairs back together, but I still think Fox looks a little banged up. Um, and on top of that, we need some we need some contributions from our top players. Uh, Panarin was the top guy all year. Zibanejad, top guy all year. Kreider, too. He scored 50-plus goals. But all of our contributions are coming from the kids, and we need a little bit of help um, from our veterans. I know no Goudreau. It's tough. 
Um, but we really need some help from, uh, from the leaders on that team. The kids can't do it all themselves. And I think we need Igor in game six. He's going to be huge. He's going to have to come up big in game six in Pittsburgh. He's going to have to change the momentum and swing it. And we want to see game seven back in the garden. I'm hoping I can be back, back at game seven. Game five was awesome. I want to be back at game seven. So we need some contributions for game six. I hear you, Adam. Thanks for the phone call. And I got to tell you, Gordon, uh, Shesterkin was shaky early. He was shaky. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does in that building uh, after the after the two that he's already had there. And and look, the, the, I mean, I think the the Ranger fans are all kind of burying the lead. Uh, if if th- there's at least a possibility with his his concussion history that we've seen the last of Sidney Crosby, and and if you have, if he's out for the rest of the series or out for Game Six, that completely changes everything. Yeah, you're right. You know who agrees with you? Bruce and Flushing. He's next on 98.7 ESPN. What's up, Bruce? Hey, How are you feeling? Hey. Okay. Um, you know, my first reaction to this is that in game six, they are gonna, the referees are going to call everything tight. I would not be surprised if um, the Rangers get six or seven penalties called against them because that's been the history with the Rangers in Pittsburgh, and especially if one of their guys go down that the referees or, quote-unquote, the NHL is going to overcompensate against the Rangers and before the Penguins. So uh, look look for that. Um, I just want to survive Game 6 because if we somehow bring it to Game 7, um, I, I'm confident we, we can pull it out. Crosby is going to be a big miss if he's not in Game 6. Um, but watch out for the referees. They're going to try to even this out. That's been the history of Ranger Penguins for, for, for the last 15, 20 years. Your comments. That's interesting, Bruce. Thanks for the phone call. Um, I think whenever you have – I don't think what the sport is, Gordon, even even sometimes in baseball, when you have a physical nature or with baseball it will be you know, a lot of home runs or something like that, and then you say, okay, be on alert, on the alert. Somebody may want to start throwing at somebody or pitching inside. you got to be careful. When you have a player of Sid the Kid's magnitude and he's out in what could be deemed um, as a, you know, possibly controversial matter, manner, mm. let's put it that way, uh, it does mean that, that officials tend to the next game, the response is, okay, we're going to call everything tight. Uh, you go back to, to the game in, with, uh, with Memphis and Golden State after uh, the player um, – I can't think of his name right now. But after he got hurt with the elbow, okay, the next game was very tight. It was very closely called, very closely called. So uh, I, I understand what Bruce is saying, and there is a possibility that that could be that way. And if so, that's not good for the Rangers without whether Crosby is there or not because, Gordon, you don't want to give the, the crowd and the momentum, Shesterkin, Shaky, you know, on demand. You yeah. Know, with, with five on four, that's not what you want. Yeah, uh, I mean the pl- the play was not penalized tonight. Mm-hmm. The hit on on Crosby was not penalized tonight, so um, I-, I guess there is that possibility. There's the possibility that Crosby's fine, right? Yeah, I-, I don't know, right. um, but I'm know. just you-, you just know his 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 history of of head injuries. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's alarming, so you just wonder if he's going to be there for Game Six. But I'll tell you this: if I were a Ranger fan and you told me, you know what, they're really going to call it strictly against you, but their best player is not going to be there for game six. I think I might take that trade. You're, you're good. 
We'll roll the dice. I'll roll the <laughs> dice. Absolutely. I got to beat them somehow. Yeah, I have a better chance of beating them even against the officials than if their best player, the guy who's made everything happen, and that you've not really been able to slow down in this series is not going to be there. Why well, tell you, Gordon, I have not seen Golden State play this bad in the postseason maybe forever. Feels like they have just not found any consistency whatsoever in this year's down playoffs. 45. <laughs> the, the Sixers are saying, wow, that's a lot of points to be down. 45 is 103.58. I mean, wow. And, and no John Morant. No John Morant. No. Well, obviously, that guy's completely overrated. They should get rid of him. They're so much of a better team. They should, they don't they need should him. send him to the Knicks. Absolutely. A team that Absolutely. could use him. Absolutely. Yeah. They wouldn't be. That'll they teach wouldn't him. score. Listen, Knicks wouldn't score 103 points without him. <laughs> <laughs> no, they would not. No, they would not. No, yeah, 104 58. Yeah. It's wow. 46 point lead there. I think this game is over. <laughs> I, I mean, everybody makes a run, but that you, you would have to be uh you'd have to be an ultra marathoner to make that run. So is this where you go to um your 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 favorite your your favorite uh, promo code Gordon and put cash out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll take my nickel and uh, go about my way here. Yeah. I'd like That's, to see, you know, I got to find out what the, what are the odds on Golden State right now? That really? Yeah, right? <laughs> Roll the dice. Yeah, it. right? Couple, you got to be in it to win it, Larry, as There's they say. No question about it. You know, you got to be in it to win it. You know. All right. What does it look like there, young man? Uh, I'm trying to pull it up here. Might be off the – it's locked right now. Yes, it's off the board. Yeah, it's off the board. <laughs> you, you, right now board. you can get the Warriors plus 39 and a half at minus 108. Oh, but no. the, the money line is locked up and yeah, put away. Done. Yeah, it's done. And if you're and if you're Memphis, enjoy the night because there's a reckoning coming when you go back to, <laughs> to the West Coast. Yeah. They, they're it not it almost feels like, like, you know this. what, guys, can we just wrap this? We're not coming back. They're not coming back. Let's just yeah. – we'll give you this one and let's call it a night. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it's, it's – you're not going to be able to shoot like that again. No. Just begging for the ball. Like, shoot, I want to shoot. Come on, shoot. I want to shoot. I want to shoot. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's go back to the phones. Rob is in Massachusetts. Gordon, I guarantee you, Rob is feeling better about the Rangers. Yes, than the last much. Yeah, so I turned on the game, and it was extensive garbage time as the Golden State Warriors. I can't believe that score, guys. Yeah, I'm much happier about the Rangers. Thanks for taking the call. I'm really proud of the way they came back tonight, guys. They did. They started to play hockey because it was down to nothing. I was getting texts from my friends at the game, and they were going, man, it was like, they said there was like, you know, a morgue at the, after two nothing. But a uh, couple of thoughts. You got to be better on faceoffs. I, Larry, do you have a theory why? I mean, this has been going on forever. It's like almost with the Giants' offensive line woes and their, their pass rushing woes over the year. It's like a repeated record. Why are the Rangers so bad at, 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 at faceoffs? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's consistent. Uh, it's just amazing to me. And the other thing, too, is, you know, what I saw in the first period, they, they got to get shots more in front of the net and got to get slot shots. They were one of the lowest teams in slot shots. It's got to be better. And I'll tell you, Mika's a bad jad has been a complete disappointment this year. You know what's great? The kids are playing great. And you know what? That's fantastic. But their best players, the guys that scored all year, have got to be good in game six. And you got to check, Larry. you got to control the neutral zone. I mean, the Rangers just allow guys to sit back too much. But you know what? At least they won, and they showed me something tonight. And you know what? You go into game six, you maybe not have Sidney Crosby. Who knows? But I think Crosby will play. He'll find a way to play, I'm sure. But uh, even if he doesn't, they're, you know, they put Malkin at center. So uh, are you guys shocked by this Golden State score? I mean, what's I going am. on there tonight? I couldn't yeah. believe well, yeah. it. 
I, am I would be shocked if this were anybody. Never mind Golden State. To be losing by 45 points yeah, that's in a, a playoff game. Crazy. Hey, hey, Gordon, question for you. I mean, obviously we're happy with the Yankees start, the way they're playing and so forth. But look at the, look at the teams they beat. Are, are you concerned maybe that, that down the stretch of the season, even though they're 22-8 and eight, and that's wonderful, that this team is going to be able to hit top-flight pitching. I mean, 51% of this team now is, is based on home runs. I know the Yankees have to hit a home runs, but are you concerned in a short series with better pitching that these guys can be pitched to? I mean, we'll see, but I mean, I was just wondering what you thought about that, the fact that they're still relying too much on home runs. Uh, not re- I mean, look, the Yankees are going to score. I think yeah. they have a little bit more diversity in their lineup. Thanks, Rob. Um, I agree. So I agree. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, what are they, like 9-3 and three against teams over 500? So, I mean, they haven't played that many games against teams against over 500 yet. But, I mean, the only team they lost the series to was the Orioles. <laughs> they won every other series. So, um, I, I, look, this is – this Yankee team, I hope they play like this the entire season. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's going to be the case. There'll probably be some changes along the way. That's the thing about baseball, man. The season is so long. There are going to be guys that will impact things in August and September that are not on this team right now. Uh, that's just the way it is. There'll be injuries along the way, and you just have to kind of deal with it. Um, but I, I'm not really concerned about it right now. But, yeah, when you get into a short series, that's the thing. The only thing you can focus on right now is let's win the division. That's the first goal of the season. Win the division, and that's off to a rousing start. And once again, it's not like the Yankees choose who they play. No, I mean, you can only do what you do. But the the funny thing is, yeah, I mean, they're keep it it going. They're 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 winning the games against the good teams. The only team that they <laughs> the only series they lost to was against the Orioles. Early Orioles, and they yeah. came back and they avenged them. They've, they've beaten them since. So they have. They're on the right track. They're good. It's okay. Worry about the, worry about the short series when the short series comes around. Yeah. Enjoy it now. You're Twenty and, and eight. And look, before the season, people said the Blue Jays pitching was better than the Yankees pitching. That's right. They did. They did. And they said the offense was better, too, and it's not right now. No, it's not. No, it's not. Alex is in Westbury. Hey, Alex, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, I just wanted to get your quick thoughts on this, uh, on this, uh, not necessarily philosophical uh, statement, but I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, Do you guys think that baseball is at a crossroads right now uh, in which they are losing younger, or not, not losing, but they're not gaining as many younger fans as they need to to keep the sport alive for let's say the next 10 20 years down the road because as a fan of baseball myself i've lost a lot of interest um when i start to get into baseball um all the teams that i well the team that i rooted for doesn't even play competitively anymore and not because they don't necessarily want to but it's just because they don't have enough money to spend so all i see is all these high market teams like the Mets, sometimes yankees uh, Dodgers, all of those teams just come every single offseason or every single year, just spend a lot of money and stay relevant and eventually get to the playoffs. Um, but I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Who's your team, Alex? I'm curious. It was the Pirates uh, in back in 2010, <laughs> so up until, I guess, they traded away Josh Bell. Uh, and then, I mean, there was no point for me to root for them anymore if they're not going to spend money on, on star players. Yeah, I hear you. That's interesting. All right, Alex, thanks for the phone call. Gordon, I, I, I'm sure there are some young players that um, – young fans who are done with baseball. Um, timing of it, games, big-time games are on late. You know the usual things that you hear, but 
going to some of the things that we've been talking about too. The umpires stealing the show, mm -hmm. and you know the question of what's okay, what kind of celebrations are okay in baseball that won't get you thrown, won't get a ball thrown at your helmet when you come to bat again. There's 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 a lot of things that baseball needs to do to try to um, appeal to a younger audience other than going on to uh, you know, other than other than streaming. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I, I think that this past offseason has made it more clear than ever before. I, I don't think the baseball, the powers that be, care about the fans. I, I don't think that they care about the fans or growing fans or young fans. They just care about money. And, and the, the fact that you have to wonder where games are going to be. Is it on Apple TV? Is it on this thing? Is it on that thing? I mean, it's been pretty obvious for a while that they don't care about the younger fan. They just care as long as the money is there for them, that's the main focus. Mm -hmm. Now, if some point the money starts to die, then I'm sure they'll go back and say, well, we got to get more fans. But I don't think that their, their focus is fans in the building or growing the game, as growing the game, but financially growing the game, growing the pie, growing the financial pie. Mm -hmm. And now with gambling, that's going to be their new revenue stream. So yeah. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't really think that they care. They might say they do, but you judge people by their actions, not by their words. And if you judge them by their actions, it's pretty clear they don't. The, the, the fan input does not really factor in for them. Not as long as they got that TV money coming in. That TV money and now that gambling money, that streaming money, it's just about keep growing the pie. That's the only thing that they focus on. It's not about, like, what's best for the game. That's yeah. not in the conversation. No. not Well, no, yeah, it's in the conversation with streaming. and <laughs> Right, yeah, financially, right. You just have to – every time you say the best for the game or, 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 or the focus of the ownership, it's just financial. Just put that word financial in, and then yep. you'll have the right read on the situation. That's right. Like uh, soon to be whenever he decides retiring quarterback making almost making more than he made in his career playing. How about that, Gordon? I, you know what, Larry? I am very much let the market decide. I like to, you know, let everybody make their money. I got to be honest with you. It, it sounds obscene. Doesn't it sound obscene? It's a lot. $350 million? 10 years. For 10 years? For, mm -hmm. for something nobody is tuning in maybe the first game, right? Just to see yeah. what is, what he's like. And maybe if he's great at it, you might tune in maybe more often, but people, it's the NFL. You could yeah. have somebody sitting there going, and people would still tune in. They wouldn't tune out. They might turn down the, the, the sound. Yeah. I, I, I really, and I, I'm not one to, 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 Look down on anybody. Hey, make mm -hmm. your money. Do what right. you got to do. I don't want to get in your pocket, as they say, but it really does come off as a completely obscene amount of money. Now, I'll tell you this. I would understand it a little better if he was, if it was the AFC, right? Where, okay, I, I got him against Belichick a couple of times. I got him, you know, against people he's, the, Fox. I mean, Gordon, I, What's he gonna tell me that I don't know? I just, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. It would be, it would be just for me. I would be more curious to hear what he had to say, you know, against Belichick. And of course, they could, they'll pick a game where, you know, out of conference game where New England's playing somebody, or Green Bay or something like that. You know, maybe, I'm mostly upset because Giants. 
I'm mostly upset because this, it seemed like he was going to be joining Miami in some capacity in the front That's office right. when his career is over. And I'll be honest with you. I don't think that the money's going to be great, and at the end of the day, I guess that's all that motivates you. That, that, that's what you're looking for. That's how you keep score. But for a guy who has the reputation as being this maniac competitor, mm-hmm. calling games is not going to do it for him. No, it's not. Nope, it's not. And, and for a guy who, even now, even with all the money he's made, I still think his wife probably has brought in more money than he has. <laughs> probably so. I mean, like, at some point, like, I don't, look, I'll never have to worry about these problems. None of us will. But it, it really did. I, I sat there and I was looking at it. I'm like, God, that's, it's, it's kind of obscene, the amount of money that they're spending on this when, again, people are going to watch the games if they're good games. And, mm-hmm. and even if they're not good games, it could be the worst two teams on a Thursday night, and we're all yep. going to probably sit there and watch it anyway and complain the entire time. No question about it. Really good all year. Um, he's had some of the most clutch hits, you know, we've had uh, all year. So he's been, uh, he's looked great. DJ LeMahieu on Glaber Torres, who had a big home run today in the Yankees' win up at the stadium. It's ESPN in New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. We'll get to the calls in a second, but at this time, we always go to the ballparks and check out what's happening. Uh, so let's continue with the New York Yankees, Gordon. How good has Glaber Torres been? Well, you know what? He's been pretty, pretty good. There's no question about it. DJ was asked also how excited is he about this team? I'm very excited about this team. Yeah. Um, seems like, I mean, our pitching has been unbelievable and it seems like uh, different people are stepping up every game offensively. Um, so it's... Uh, you know, it's early, but I'm very excited where we're at and how we've played so far. And how could you not be excited when you get plays like this from Glaber Torres on the big home run? That'll get a run in. Might get more. See ya! A three-run home run for Torres to the short porch. And the Yankees lead 3-1. to one. Uh, Yeah, I guess I hit really well. I mean, in that situation, uh, Rizzo in there. I just want to put the ball in, in the air and just try to, to do little things for my for my team. I mean, I got really good pitch to hit, and, and thanks God I hit a homer. Gordon, you had to – now, you can be honest. Did you move your big toe when the home run went out of the ballpark? My big toe? Yes. I know you get excited, so I want yeah, to know, I'll look. I mean, move a little bit? Yeah, anytime <laughs> you can get a home run from Glaber, love it. Um, now, I, I have to be honest with you, Larry. I know you're not into this, but I have Glaber on my fantasy baseball team. Do you really? Oh, big day for Glaber today. Unfortunately, nice. my first starting pitcher of the week was Tyler McGill tonight. So the pitching Sorry. needs some work for the rest of the week. But, uh, no, Glaber has been great. How's this for a stat, Larry? Yankees 22-8 and eight through 30 games, ninth time in franchise history. The other eight times, they've won the World Series seven and went to the World Series the other one. That's, that's good. That's a pretty that's a pretty good track record. Start it twenty is. two and eight, and that includes nineteen ninety eight, which was a pretty magical Unbelievable. season. Unbelievable. Unbelievable season. Well keep it going, my friend. Keep it going. So Glaber, what made you so dialed in today? Uh, I mean really good. Oh, I think all the guys uh, we are in the same place right now. I mean huge huge series and 
It's just, just try to play. I mean, don't, don't be put to, to pressure in ourselves. Try to, to be the thing what, what we can do and, and just do the, the little things. I mean, to, today I got opportunity to do a little more for my team. And, and I mean, the end of the day, and just, just, just try to help the team to win. And that is the most important for us. Now, Gordon, you'll appreciate this from the Will to Thrill stat pack. Glaber Torres has five home runs in 30 games, right? Mm -hmm. Last season, he didn't get his fifth home run until game 80. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'll, I, I hear yours, and I'll up you one. Right, the ahead. Yankees, this is from Katie Sharp, who mm -hmm. does a great job with stats with the Yankees. Mm -hmm. Yankees now have six three-run home runs this year. They did not hit their sixth three-run home run last year until June 12th, their 64th game. They played 30 this year. Wow. So when you're talking to Aaron Boone after the game, it's got to be good for him to see the team win in different ways. Yeah, I mean, I like that we've won, you know, to this point in the season now, we've won in a lot of different ways. You know, it's been, you know, pitching and defense some days, maybe a base running play. You know, it's we've had our handful of uh, games where where we've scored a bunch of runs and, and had a couple of uh, blowout games um, and we've we've scrapped and found ways late you know obviously you know getting behind here early last night obviously was was pretty special what the guys were able to do but yeah it's been nice that it's come in a lot of different ways and 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 I think that's built a lot of confidence in that room that we know we don't have to lean on one thing on a given night you know we have a lot of different ways to beat you oh by the way Gordon according to your stat you know yesterday's win mm. both three run homers right uh, exactly Stanton and judging it's it's funny like, people keep bringing up over the last like couple of days well you know they're winning in a variety of ways the offense has been different this year it's been more multifaceted. i'm like guys that has not been the case the last couple of days they're hitting three run home runs that's what they're doing yeah and doing it well and it's a good thing that they are well here's what's different they got runners on base right I mean, so that, that's from thing. now on, they should always hit home runs with guys on base. That's Absolutely. the strategy the moving forward. Solo home run is overrated. Yes. Overrated. Jameson Tyon struggled, started. He settled down. So, Aaron Boone, what changed? Guess yeah, he, he just found the zone. You know, he's he's usually such a good strike thrower. You know, that's never an issue for him. And, and the f first few hitters just took him a while to kind of lock in the zone and get locked in from a command standpoint. And once he did that, he was fine. Uh, I thought his stuff was, was again good today. And, um, yeah, I, I thought he was solid. You know, especially that first inning starts to get a little dicey. You get up around that 30 pitches, and I, I don't think he had an out up around 20 pitches. So it's like um, – you never really worry about him too much in the strike throwing department, you know, once he settles in. And, and I thought he did a really good job of that. All right, Aaron, you've had two teams under your tenure that won over 100 games. I know it's early, but is this the best team you've managed so far? Um, yeah, I, I mean, again, I caution that we're 30 games into this. And uh, yes, I, I mean, I do feel like you know, in every area, you know, we're strong and, you know, probably more so more complete than we have been maybe in previous years where maybe we've been a little stronger in, in, in other areas. But I think, you know, the whole package, I think we, we really feel like we can win a lot a game a lot of different ways. 
Um, and they have before the past couple of days. <laughs> well, look, it's all part of the it's all part of the mix, right? Like yeah. you, nobody's saying don't hit home runs. No, no, of course not. <laughs> you just don't want to be, you know, one dimensional. And I don't think they have been this year. So maybe part of that is Joey Gallo's been out a lot. No, I'm not. Uh, hey, hey, pile hey, on Joey. No, everything's great. Everything's fantastic. And the other part of it, quite frankly, is the fact Woods has helped them. Woods, they're better defensively, especially at, at catcher. Was this a world of difference? Yeah, there's no more. There's no more uh, of of trying to create the narrative that things are better than they. Well, you know, really, what's happening there is this, and what? No, well, you know, he's really focusing on that. Yeah. You can watch it, and you can tell that the defensive catcher is is better in that it's good. Yeah. No question about it. All right, Gordon, let's hear a little bit from Taylor McGill. He had a tough outing, tough, tough outing against the Nationals. And he says, you know what? Here's the one thing you can't dwell on an outing like this. I mean, an outing like this for something, obviously, as bad as it went, you just can't really dwell over over it. You know, just, like I said, flush it. Obviously, it was a bad outing, but, you know, I'm capable of way more. I'm not going to let this one, you know, define me and just Get ready for the next one. So at what point did you realize you didn't have your good fastball tonight? Obviously, I mean, I'm trying to throw strikes, so I mean, getting behind. I mean, just didn't have it today. Flush it, move on to the next one, really. As you look back, tell us how you felt about your performance. Felt behind a lot of hitters early, and, you know, just left a lot of stuff over the middle of the plate. Obviously, in hitters counts, and did what they did with it. No location whatsoever, Gordon, for McGill today. No location. The changeup was high. Threw a lot of changeups, not a lot of sliders. Uh, I was watching the post game with on, on SNY. Some speculation from Todd Zill that maybe he was tipping his pitches because of the fact that the Nationals didn't, you know, they they didn't they got out. The fo- other pitchers that followed were able to get them out easier. It's almost like they knew yeah. what was coming. Mm-hmm. I just felt that he's so much. You know, for your changeup to work, Gordon, other stuff's got to be working. That's why it's a changeup. It's a changeup from what else you've been throwing. If the fastball's not working, Gordon, and it's up and, and, and you can't control it, nothing else is going to work. It just isn't. He went into tonight with an ERA of 2.43. By the end of the night, his ERA was 4.41. Almost doubled. Yeah. Almost doubled. It was a tough night for him. Tough night. So we'll see if the Mets can bounce well, back. Get it all out of the way in one That's start, right? right? That's the way you look at it. Absolutely. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.